Military Mom Talk Radio. We know behind every soldier, sailor, airman, and marine is the family supporting them. With over 200 episodes in 17 countries, over five seasons, with three million monthly listeners, we are Radio Strong. Now, here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. everybody this is sandra and robin and welcome to morning rituals yoga meditation and yum as in yum i love my breakfast and <laughs> you know rob it's taken me a long time to come up with a morning routine that really serves me and mm-hmm. i'll be honest you know being a single mom for the last 12 years it's only with my one kid in high school and my other kid in middle school that I actually can have some semblance of a morning that isn't chaotic. Mm. Every parent, every mother uh, relates, uh, honestly. There are times that you think, do, do I have any say in my life at all? Do I have any control? No. <laughs> Is this just like totally? totally been uh escapes me but yeah there are times and of course we're moms you're going to take care of your children you're going to take take care of whoever's in your life your partner um you that that's our that's what we do that we're programmed innately to just be the one to take care of and of course we're the last ones on the list of course i mean if you're even on your list remember the years yeah. it wasn't even on my list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I think uh, our lives ebb. And certainly what my need, my demands or what was demanded of me 20, even 20 years ago, let alone 30 years ago, is very different than what it is now. Um, And I think being aware of what it is your your life needs and what does your heart need? What does your soul need? Do you need to get up 20 minutes earlier because you need to have um, a moment to uh, just wake up? Do you need that half hour because you want to hit the gym before the kids uh, have to get where they need to go? I think we need to be self-aware because we're the only ones who are going to advocate for ourselves. Where our partner isn't going to say, oh, honey, you go ahead and get up and go to the gym. I'll take care of everything. That just doesn't happen. (laughs) No, it doesn't. It doesn't. He's like, I got to get out the door there. I got to beat the traffic. Bye. (laughs) Well, and for me, there's no one. So no one for you. Yeah. If I don't take care of myself, we're precious out of people. Exactly. Um, But I do find that, you know, sometimes I teach a spin class now before my kids are even awake. So when I do awesome, you do that. It does. And it, you know, it, I get to the gym and I'm, you know, kind of like a zombie and I turn the lights on, I turn the fans on, I turn the music on. And, you know, it's about then that I start to wake up. And um, by the time I come back and then wake up my kids to go to school, I mean, they can get themselves up, but I like, I like to do that. I like to wake them up. And um, then I start my day off like a bang. Now, if I don't do that and I crawl out of bed, when they crawl out of bed, it's a much uglier morning because I'm like trying to brush my teeth, yelling for everybody to get their stuff. And, you know, if we have a day, Rob, like some of our days are Zach has basketball after school, Max has volleyball after school. Uh, Zach will have dance, Max can have handbells. And of course, everything needs their own shoes. Yep, yep. 
or a different destination. I, I remember oh, yeah. times when this one had to be 40 miles south and the other one had to be 30 miles north and you're in the middle and have to get them both places at, at the same time. Yeah. And yeah, I, I remember. I know. Yeah. And that's where, you know, creating alliances, you know, mm -hmm. this past yeah. year has been a really good year for me because there's a family down the street that have two kids in the same schools as mine and a little one that's not, he causes oh. a little, you know, blips now and then, but, yeah. um, they, the dad does the morning shift. So he comes by my house, mm -hmm. takes both my kids to school, takes his kids to school. And then at two o'clock, two o five, two fifteen, two thirty five, and two forty five, I hit four schools, pick up all those same children and then take them home. And mm -hmm. so having a co-parent like that, or another family that can mm -hmm. share some of this, mm -hmm. um, it required me to get out of my comfort zone a little bit to let go of control. Mm -hmm. And to also um, make the arrangements because most often than not, people don't reach out to you. You have to reach out to them. Right. Isn't that true? And that was hard for me. And I, I said, you know, Hey, how about we, how about we try this? And you know, there's some bumps and bruises along the way. They tend to be late a lot. So my kid was late. Both my kids were late to mm. school like six times in a quarter. Wow. So a note came home and you know, wow. I'm still responsible for getting them there. Mm -hmm. But you know, by and large, when you leverage the parents and you are the one that says, well, let me arrange the carpool, let me arrange for soccer practice. I found that I'm better at arranging than driving and picking them up myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you have to concede sometimes. Yeah, I guess. And every, every year is going to be different because your kids are going to have different classes, different extracurriculars, and that's hard because you just feel like come, you know, February, March, April, you finally got the, the routine down, and the following fall, you got to start all over again. You got to find a different network. You got to find uh, different carpools. That really yeah. is so hard. It is yeah. hard, and then you got a kid who gets injured, a pulled muscle. They don't go to practice anymore. Yeah. So, you know, doing those adjustings um, are challenging, but by and large, the freedom that you have, like for me, I can have a better morning. I don't do the crazy morning because all I have to do is get them to the door. <laughs> I don't have to get them, you know, there after that. And um, wow. it's given me a lot more peace in my mornings. And I generally get up and I start working at 6 a.m. I either work yeah. out or work in my office. So that by the time the seven o'clock hour is to get them out the door, I've already answered my emails. I already know, mm -hmm. planned out what I'm going to do for my day. And it's weird, Rob, because it feels like I'm working all the time and I never work a full day. Mm, I get that. You know, I did actually the same thing. I used to get up about an hour before when we had our business and I would get up about an hour before and it just made everything fall into place. Uh, I had a coffee or a tea that I would have at my desk. I would have my to-do list that if I didn't finish it the night before, I did a to-do list. I just was able to frame my day. Maybe I didn't, and of course, I'm talking back when we didn't have email and the same kind of technology that we have now. Well, I'm talking a long time ago. But the, that framed my day so that I felt more in control and I didn't sound like a maniac when the kids were 
trying to find that other sock. And Oh God. I, do you remember the show Punky Brewster? I used to love that show because she always wore two different colored socks. And I would say, Oh, today's a Punky Brewster day. Because <laughs> we funny. couldn't find the same color socks. And of course my daughter would be having a, a meltdown. And I said, Oh gee, today's a Punky Brewster day. <laughs> oh, that's funny. that's funny. God bless Punky Brewster. Soleil. What was her name? Soleil is the actress. I can't remember her name, but yeah, know. God bless her because she made my life so much easier some mornings. Well, and you know, you said something that's really, uh, really struck me because when I do this, I have a such better day the next day. Yeah. I have this little journal that I keep by my bed. It's white and with a heart shaped, uh, like insignia on it. It says something about love or I don't remember, but every night at 10 o'clock, I've set my alarm to sit down and write Mm -hmm. my intentions for the next day. Mm -hmm. So I think about what I have to do. Maybe I have radio shows. Maybe I have something to write for a client. Mm -hmm. Maybe I have to book to edit. So I will go to bed at night and, and write in my little journal. And it's just like five lines. I'll say, dear God, it's my intention for tomorrow to go smoothly that, you know, the words will flow, the radio shows and the technology will all come together and work. I'll finish everything by four o'clock so I can go to my spin class and I'll remember to make dinner. Like it's not really a to-do list, but it's an intention for my day. I like that. tell you when I wake up in the morning, because I think you know, I talked to a psychologist one time and she talked all about like this neuro programming and you know, whatever that it does. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is I stick it in my head before and then I go to bed Yeah, and then I get up in the morning and everything flows more smoothly. It's like I programmed I myself the night before. Yeah. And, but I bet I, you sleep better too, because I you're s- not going to bed thinking, got to do this tomorrow. Got to remember that. Oh gosh, I've got to remember to do that. Zachary needs blah, blah, blah in his, in his bag. You're not doing that. You're going to sleep. Right. And then my brain also must do something in the night because when I start doing the projects that I identified the night before, Mm -hmm. um, all these ideas come to me and I don't know if it's because I rested better. Maybe my, you know, she said my subconscious is working away, grinding on all this stuff. Well, that's, you know, who knows? Maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but I can tell you writing out my intention for the next day. I usually go to bed about 10, 15. So I write it out at 10 o'clock. It takes me 30 seconds. Like it's not a big deal Yeah, and it's not pages. Right. And then I get up in the morning and I go about my day. And the first thing I do before I start my day is I write down everything in my head that I need to clear out like a brain dump, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and, um, you know, and that can be a grocery list that can be a, a needs list for the kids school. It can right. be, you know, m- myself, like what time, um, you know, like what time I do things. And this is, this yeah. is also something Rob that I've done differently in the past couple of years is. I actually put myself in my schedule first. Perfect. We've talked about that a, a number of times over the years. Yeah, and how much I struggled with that and feeling guilty and, you know, that I was being selfish or that I was, you know, not not doing what I should do, putting everybody mm-hmm. else first. Mm-hmm. And there again, aren't we all, pro- we feel like we're programmed to be that way. But if you don't put yourself first, likely nobody else is. Yes, on a holiday or an anniversary, you might get a card or a flowers or whatnot. But I have to say, my husband's very good to me about things. You know, he'll text me during the day. How are you? You know, what do you need me to go to the store? Blah, blah, blah. But still, if I need that 
half an hour when I get home, I have to say, honey, I need a half an hour. I need 45 minutes. Um, can you, can you let me go to the other room or you have to be vocal about it. And I think that's one of the things that's helped us be married for 43 years is the fact that we are able to say to each other, I have an issue or I, I have a need or I need, I need some alone time. And we respect those those categories because if he's got something on his mind I can tell he might not be forthcoming right away but I know that that has helped our relationship over the years because we can say all right I'm going to put my phone away I'm going to close the computer let's go sit out on the porch and let's have a cup of tea or whatever and let's talk and or we'll go for a drive we have in new hampshire we've got some beautiful lakes and we have our around the block we call it and we'll go up the back way and we'll wind all the way up the back way we'll get out um get a cup of coffee and go sit on the lake and then usually we'll come down the highway and come home that's our around the block i can't tell you how many times that has just relaxed us has given us more connection has given us an opportunity to hear each other because doesn't that happen in a family? You, you've said something three times. The person you said it to was in another box, <laughs> another brain box and never heard a word of it. So um, yeah, those, those are some really important things, at least in our, in our household. Well, and I, when my kids aren't listening, I text them. Yeah, there you go. Because it, you know, it gets their attention and yeah. um the one thing I found that worked really well for me is, you know, your kids, when you're, when you're in a relationship with your own kids, which not everybody is, yeah. um, you, your kids want to do something nice for you. Mm. And always I ask the kids, do you remember when the kids were really little and I started the gift of silence? Yes. You yes. can give me the gift of silence. Like mommy's tired. She's worked all day. Can I just yes. have the gift of silence? Could you guys yep. give that to me? And yep. they were like, Ooh, we can do that. Yeah. And then as they got older and they could be more on their own, we had the gift of bathtub time. So oh. I'm like, can you give me the gift of bathtub time so I can go in and take a bath and yep. just relax and shave my legs and do my hair and do my mommy things. And, yep. you know, they would look at that as a present they could give me. Yes. Isn't and that's that a cool. much that's a much different response that you get from them than this is my time I need space stay out right because right. that that makes them feel like crap the kids I mean yeah. I get there's ways you can establish boundaries with kids and you can do it in a way that they feel they are contributing to the household or that they're detracting yeah. so I've always gone for the contributor side because. When they're little, you know, they could draw you a flower on a piece of paper, you know, what little boys do for their moms. They might, yeah. you know, get a ring pop. One of my kids gave me a ring pop once and told me he was going to marry me. You know, yeah. those sweet little things. When you teach them that they can give you the gifts of like, you know, silence or the gift of a bathtub time. Yeah. Or lately now with my middle schooler, he brings me a diet Pepsi. Oh. <laughs> on ice, in a glass. Oh. And he puts, you know, he puts care into it. He goes and he gets my favorite glass. I have these lead crystals yeah, that I yeah. like. He puts some ice in it and it's crushed. And then he runs out in the garage because we don't keep soda in the house. And he'll get me a, a can of Diet Pepsi and he'll pour it in there. And then he'll do that for me. And you would think 
that, you know, the Pope came to town. Mm-hmm. But that was something mm-hmm. he could do for me. Yeah. And, you know, he's like, I'm taking care of mom. And I love it. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I, I, there are so many times I think that kids don't know how to communicate well with their parents because we have always been the ones to um, I, to oversee their actions and for them to have that independence to be able to turn that around and do something back. That's the beginning of their self-confidence, the beginning of their um, self-worth. They're important enough to have done something for you. You're an adult. They're growing up. That reciprocity is a valuable lesson. I love it, Sandra. Yeah. And I want my, you know, I, I had a discussion with one of my friends today because, mm-hmm. you know, her, we have different viewpoints and she's mm-hmm. like, you know, my kids are not going to have to do chores. They're not going to have to do these things. And mm-hmm. then she's like, you know, I don't want them to ever feel that they're not a child. And I, it was interesting to me to go, you know, you know, we're not asking them to, you know, mow the lawn at two years old, right? but I said to her, you know, when your kids participate in the household, like a team mm-hmm. and they have a role and they know what's expected of them, mm-hmm. they can feel good. And I said, mm-hmm. if you were given everything you wanted, all the time, how good would you feel? And she was like, oh, she goes, it'd be nice in the beginning, but after a while I'd feel kind of useless and kind of like, you know, she just wouldn't feel good. And I'm like, well, yeah, you know, your kids are the same way. Mm-hmm. Cause even though they might grouse at you for having to, you know, clean the, you know, dishes from the table yeah. or set the table or fold their old laundry, um, allowing them to be part of your home. Mm-hmm is necessary. It is necessary. It's a life skill. If, if kids were to just every time they wanted to go out the door, mom, can I have 20 bucks? Mom, uh, you know, or not do not make their bed or not know how to run a washing machine or not even know to know how to wash their dishes. All of that's taking care of them for them. They're not going to understand how to take care of themselves. They're not going to know how to balance their checkbook. They're not going to know how to go out and interview for a job. And it sounds so, oh my gosh, that's way in their future. That's not going to be now. Those are the things that they need to start developing now when they're young. A a third grader should understand just the fact that if they save two quarters, that's, that's going to help them. Or if they are able to do something, it's going to achieve X, Y, Z. Um, that's the beginning of them understanding those life skills that they're going to need someday. Well, they're not going to have mom. No, and what lives. you're talking about is everything in this universe is an exchange. Yes, it is. We exchange one thing, you know, we exchange money or mm-hmm. favors or, or effort. 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 You know, mm-hmm. and I remember when I went to college, how so many of my dorm mates didn't know how to do laundry. They didn't yeah. know how to you know, yesterday it was funny. Zach had his friend Jonathan over and I don't know what it is. Jonathan's a wonderful little boy, but every time he's at my house, he spills something. Oh. And Zachary had a had, you know, he wasn't supposed to have it. He did have a diet Pepsi, one of my diet Pepsis up in his room open. <laughs> and Jonathan was swinging a stuffed animal around and he knocked it over mm-hmm. and it went all over the carpet. Mm-hmm. And they came running downstairs. They're like, you know, you know, you've got to fix this. I said, no, 
you know, I don't have to fix it. And I went in the laundry room, got my bucket, filled it with three quarters soapy water, gave them to Regs and said, clean it up. Yep. Do you know when I went up there, like two hours later, not only was the carpet sparkling, they had cleaned the whole carpet because it was two of them and it was fun. <gasps> but Jonathan's mom called me last night and she said, Johnny told me that they cleaned the carpet in Zach's bedroom and he was so proud. And she said, how did you get him to do that? I'm like, what do you mean how? I said, I handed him the bucket and said, go do it. Like, there he is. <laughs> you know, she's like, you know, and I get it. Like some kids don't want to do it. And there's times they don't want to help. Like I get mm-hmm. all that. Yeah. But yeah. If you started them young, mm-hmm. then there's not even a question. Yeah. Like, Hey, yeah. you made a mess. Go clean it up. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Um, we, we need to allow children to um, have those moments where they can understand self-sufficiency. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it reminds me of this one time one of my friend's kids came over and he, he knocked over a glass and it kind of cracked the glass and it spilled mm. on something all yeah. over the counter. And he yeah. just stood there dumbfounded. And I'm like, He's like, Miss Sandra, what do I do now? And I'm like, clean it up. He goes, how? And I said, see that big thing there? That's paper towels. Start by sopping it up. He's like, oh. And I'm like, what do you do at your own house? He's like, call my mom. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, you're 14 and you're in my house. This is a new country for you, son. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so many many times I think... there again, we are as moms are trying so hard to provide for our kids. Um, there is, there are moments that, uh, and it doesn't have to be, it can be cooperative. It can be, uh, things that they, you do together with them, but yeah, having them have some thoughts, having them. In fact, I, I think I've shared this with you too. In the past, we used to watch a show together, whatever show, and I'd always pause the commercial or mute the commercial and say, what do you think is going to happen? What do you think the, that Johnny should be doing? How do you think Mary is feeling right now? I would take the time to talk about it in the middle. Now, of course, nowadays things are very different. Everybody's got a device in their hand while they're watching the show and on the computer and whatnot. Are you in our house? (laughs) Yes, I know. I know. That's what happens. But I'm talking about littler ones. I'm not talking about teenagers. When they're little, to be able to have them think about consequences because an action often will result in a consequence. It, that's just what happens. And, and I would often take that time. We don't need to watch the commercial first of all, cause I don't want them to be seeing that same, same thing for sale every, every 15 minutes. But uh, the, the point being is that I wanted them to project and to understand consequences because of whatever was happening in the show at the, at the time. Yeah. Well, I do it with them in their, you know, in their personal life. Cause you mm-hmm. know, when they'll tell me like, you know, something happens at school mm-hmm. and then I'll say, Oh, well, you know, or what do you, or if, what, if anything, are you going to do about it? Like, are you going to yeah. do about it or what are you going to do? And they'll yeah. say, well, I'm thinking of doing this. And then I'll be like, Hmm, what do you think is going to happen when you do that? Yeah. And I think of like, you know, one of my kids, this little girl, they were kind of like this in sixth, seventh and eighth grade in our area, they call it going out, but they're really not going anywhere. Yeah, it's just yeah. like play relationship thing. Like this is my girlfriend, even though they don't even sit and have lunch together. Yeah. <laughs> and so this little girl, he liked one day and then the next day he didn't. 
He's like, mom, she's kind of whiny. She's kind of, I'm like, okay. And he's like, so I'm going to break up with her. And I said, okay. I said, what are you going to tell her? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to tell her she's whiny. (laughs) And I'm like, (laughs) call us great as Yeah. How do you think he actually had 19 points? Oh my God. That he had put on his phone because he really gave some thought about it. Wow. And I said, he's like, yes, yeah, so I was thinking of giving her a list or texting her the list or reading her the list. And I'm like, hmm, how do you think that's going to work out? Mm. And I'm like, do you think you might hurt her feelings? Do you think she might cry? And I said, if somebody gave you 19 reasons, <laughs> you know, because they don't, you know, they're not hardwired to think about mm-hmm. consequences. And so you got to help them. Yeah, it's true. It's very, very true. Um, yeah, I, I, it, it's a different generation now, but I think the core elements are still the same, whether it was, you know, 50 years ago, 20 years ago, or today, where these young people are developing and they're our future. We have to give them the tools that they need to be our future. Well, yeah, and I think the difference between, like, kind of my generation and my kids' generation, as I see it, is there's a whole lot more, and maybe if I was born, like, a child in the 60s and 70s, maybe it would be different, Mm. but we do a lot of yoga and meditation in our house, Rob. I mean, Mm -hmm. we do, you know, the kids, my older son goes to the gym with me. We do do yoga. I used to do Mm -hmm. yoga with my kids because one is very, very flexible, like a rubber band. The other one's like a surfboard, like (laughs) (laughs) got nothing there, Um, but being able to stretch together Mm -hmm. And then go to the gym and work out or like I take yoga classes now at my gym. Um, But the meditation, you know, I used to teach the kids this color meditation and uh, I can't remember the lady I learned it from. Uh, If I think of it, I'll put it in the, you know, the show notes. Mm -hmm. Um, But she would teach me to have the kids lay down and imagine every time they breathed in, they breathed in color through their feet and you ask them what color they want. And so she's like, purple, okay. So imagine, you know, breathing purple in through your feet and the purple comes up through your feet and then the purple comes to your calves and you're, you know, obviously through your whole body. Mm-hmm. And as you pull that color in, once you get it up to your head, now imagine that color scrubbing everything clean and cleaning your whole body from the inside out and then practice from your head pulling out all the color till your feet turn white, you pull it out like taffy and you pull it through your whole body. And I think she called it the cellular cleansing thing. But what I noticed when my kids would do that, when they would pull the color out, you know, the color that had scrubby bubbles and had cleaned all their body from the inside out, they would get this like angelic look on their face and their whole body would be relaxed. And the whole thing takes like two minutes just pick a color, suck it up through your feet, have the kid talk about his body parts. And then once he gets the color all through his whole body and he's all purple, have all those bubbles, scrub everything clean. There's scrub, 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 and then pull out the scrubby taffy. It's all thick and gooey from, from whatever's in there. And they would go right to sleep. Wow. Patty Conklin. That's it. Patty Conklin. You can look her up. And I used to do the Patty Conklin stuff if my kids were feeling fluey, if they were stressed out, if they were 
Um, like at that time we were going through a pretty bad divorce with their dad. Mm-hmm. So there were mm-hmm. lots of feelings there. Sure. And she said, you could do that for anybody. I do it sometimes. I love it. I love it. I, I think what's wonderful is to find a way to do yoga with somebody. I did it with my daughter-in-law not too long ago when she was here. And um, it was so peaceful to be have a parallel activity. You are in your own sort of uh, zone, if you will. I don't necessarily want to use that word, but you're in your you're in your own mind, but yet you feel the comfort of having that person next to you. And I think that's wonderful, especially with kids, because sometimes um, just knowing you're there is what a kid needs. They don't need to hear lecture. They don't need to hear instruction. They don't need to hear prying. They need to just know you're there. And right. What a great thing to do. I love it. Well, and it's funny because we like to go, oh, oh, like make funny noises, you know, like when you're kids, you're not just going, oh, you know, this is great, oh, but I will put on like Tibetan singing bowls and, Mm -hmm. you know, some different things to to try with the kids. Mm -hmm. Um, But the one thing I noticed, and this is why I would recommend anybody take a yoga class at least once or subscribe to any of these online yoga things or just go to YouTube and look up some yoga things. You will end up finding a couple poses. Like for me, there's a couple poses that like when I sit down and I take my leg and I cross it over my heel to my knee and I really, it opens up my hips. It releases everything. I can walk better. I can stand better. And it's because I'm sitting all day long. I'm sitting in the chair, sitting on the car, you know, so much sitting, sitting, sitting in this one posture where you literally can do it in your chair. You just cross Mm -hmm. your ankle over your opposite knee and push that knee down and pull that foot back and stretch around. You'll feel your whole hip starting to loosen up. Um, The few moves that I learned in yoga that I really like to do, I'll do when I'm stressed. I'll do when I've sat too much. You know, even now during the radio show, if you could see me, I actually have my ankle on my other knee. Yeah. And as I'm, you know, doing the show, I'm pushing my hand down on that kneecap and pulling my ankle up. Mm-hmm. because I'm getting this great stretch throughout my hip and my knee, even though I'm sitting here. Right, right. And just being able to know those particular postures, that's great because you're right, you can do it at any time. Um, it doesn't have to be in the confines of a studio. You can be doing this all the time. So why shouldn't we have that health among us all day long? Well, yeah, because the the likelihood now, my kids are older, so I'm freed up now to go to more Mm -hmm. classes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when they were really little, I could put them in the, you know, the daycare and stuff uh, at the gym and and do some things. But in those days, I wasn't able really, it's hard to stick your kid in the gym daycare and then go do an hour and a half yoga class and not wonder what they're doing. Exactly. You know, it really wasn't conducive for me. Now, could I go in the spin class and ride the bike? Absolutely. Yeah. That's a different energy. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, know my kids are in the other room, Mm -hmm. but I never got that full piece. Yeah. And now that my kids are older, they both have cell phones, you know, one can be in the gym. The dance studio is right next to my gym because I chose the gym right where the kids events were. And that was a really good move for me because even though the gym cost me a little more money mm-hmm. because of its location, 
I could take the kids, drop them off at their activities in the same plaza, karate's there, um, coffee shops there, our pizza place is there, like our dentist is there. So I could literally pop into each building, drop off a kid and, you know, really minimize the driving because that's the thing that's killing me lately is the constant having to go pick up, drop off and go and pick up and drop off. And there's no end in sight because my kids are not old enough to drive. Right. Right. (laughs) Well, if you're ever in New Mexico, you'll have to find a yoga studio, watch out for a yoga studio um, with Ross Malcolm Boyd performing because he does yoga studio um, live music is what he wow. it's really pretty cool and what's nice is is by having him um, uh, follow the instructor it, that mood if you will will just accelerate or te- or temper back depending on what her instruction is it's really pretty cool i i did one with him and um with him being there live he does have a cd as well with his oh. yoga um it's called clouds and you can get it at rossmalcolmboyd.com uh but that's the the point being is that trying something different is is pretty neat. I think so many times, even even my husband at 70 years old just tried yoga not long ago. And um, the yoga studio that's in our area did a, um, is working on a program through the VA. And one of the things that he found was he was thinking that it was all this Middle Eastern, you know, kind of, he had such a different concept of what yoga really could do for him. And this instructor was joyous. This instructor just let him be and let him relax and let him feel and let him do something. He wasn't putting his foot up behind his, his ears. Right. He, he was doing gentle, uh, gentle flow, gentle moves. And he was allowed to relax and not have to, perform or whatever. Um, but it, I, I thought that it was really wonderful that he tried it. And I said, what did you think? And he said, I had no idea how much yoga could help me. And here he is with his nightmares and his PTSD and all of these issues that um, just a yoga session was like put him in such a different spirit that day. And, and subsequently, yeah, He's been, he's been, um, doesn't do it every day. Doesn't, you know, but it's really helpful. Well, and I know I go a couple days a week and, you know, even though I'm not even close to being a senior, I go to the senior yoga class because I don't have the greatest balance. You know, I'm strong and I can, you know, I can run and I can jump and I can hit. But if you ask me to stand still on one foot, I'll fall over. (laughs) So, you know, the senior yoga class, or they call it assisted yoga at my gym. Yeah. Chairs, you use blocks, you use bands, you use yes. towels, you know, you support yourself um, throughout this class in a way that I can get stretches in. Mm-hmm. And I'm not real flexible, Rob, I'll be honest, like one side of my body is flexible, the other side is not. So yeah. um, some of the moves are really painful for me. And so I'm like, I can do them if I have a chair, I can do mm-hmm. them if I have a block to assist me, right. I can't do it if I don't. 
But what's nice about that, San, is, and, and Stephen found this because Steve is an archer. He loves his archery. He is now so much more adept at his archery because his flexibility has increased. And that was because of his slow yoga, his gentle yoga. And you're right. You, you don't have to be doing the, the crazy moves that everybody just assumes what yoga is. That's one of the beauties of finding a, a wonderful studio that's so comprehensive and able to fit everybody's needs. Well, and when you do some of these moves, like, you know, like, I think it's really important, especially for women to work out their hips. You know, hips are where we get stiff, you know, we fall down, we Mm -hmm. break them, you know, Mm -hmm. most everybody after a certain age has a lot of problems with their hips, they might have pain or stiffness or whatever. Mm -hmm. And to go into a yoga class and work them out, you leave feeling Rob, like you got this great massage. It's true. It really is true because you've hit muscle groups that you don't in a normal day. Like you say, if we're sitting all day, we're in the car, we're at the office, we're in front of the computer. We are standing because we're making supper, our backs are not feeling good, and then we're back sitting down again. We're using different muscles when you experience various yoga positions. And I think that's one of the things that makes us is much more holistic is being able to reach all of those different areas of our body and what better way of reaching them is first through your mind and then experiencing them physically I love it yeah and you know what I walk better I can yeah you know carry things better I mean really simple you know really simple things um Mm -hmm. I found improving and you know the other thing too is it gives your mind a rest um true there are been times when I'm under so much stress, Rob, and you know, Kathy's my yoga instructor and I really love her. She used to teach music at the middle school. She's lovely. And there were times that I fell asleep, sound asleep in her class. Like I always take mm-hmm. the mat and put it in the back because I know I'm, I'm apt to fall over or do something, you know, that, you know, mm-hmm. wasn't designed for the, for the class. <laughs> um, but Sometimes like there's my favorite one and I encourage everybody to try this at home because you can do it with a bathrobe rope. Lay on your back on the floor and put your feet up on the couch or feet up on the kitchen chair, feet up on anything. Just lay flat on your back and then tie your knees together. Okay. Tie your knees together so that when your legs naturally fall apart, the, the bathrobe, you know, tie supports them. Yeah. So if you're laying flat on your back with your, you know, hips to the ground and your legs up so that your feet and calves are on the chair, almost like you're sitting, but like you're in a space capsule, but you're on the floor. Right, right. Got it. Tie those knees together gently with a bow and relax (laughs) because the point at which that does, it takes all the relief off your hips. It takes all the stress off it. And if you just lay there for 10 minutes... I mean, you're literally doing nothing. You're doing a, an assisted yoga move. Wow. But you will feel your hips get warm, your spine will get warm. Everything will start to relax because you're taking the tension off some of the hardest working parts of your body, which are our mm-hmm. hips and our lower back and our mm-hmm. upper back. You're mm-hmm. completely supported between the chair and the floor. And then you normally need to keep your use your muscles, you know, to keep your legs from flopping over. Right, right. So that's why you tie your knees. And you I can. do that I do that, you know, whenever I start to feel creaky or stiff. Right, right. 
Wow. What a good tip. I'm going to try that tonight. Yeah, try it. And, you know, I usually do it before I go to bed. I might be watching mm-hmm. TV because you can turn your head and watch the of TV. Of course. And, yeah. You know, yeah. depending on the height, you know, if you're small, Rob, you'll probably have to find a small chair. You know, I have I long legs, yeah. so I can stick yeah. them on my dining room chair. I can stick them <laughs> on my bed, actually. Oh, but oh. the point is to elevate your feet, you know, elevate your yeah. knees together. And, you know, those are some neat things that you learn in a yoga class that, are not, like you said, the traditional right. look at me, stand there with my, you know, ankle wrapped around my neck, you know, yeah, yeah. like a bird. Right. I know. Uh, those, the, t- the bodies tied in knots is not the, everything that, that it's all about. And I, that I love, I'm going to definitely try that. Yeah. Definitely try that. Yeah. I don't know what the name of it is, but I, I, you know, I like that one. And then the other one I'll tell you is when you're sitting, just, you know, like put your one foot, like your right foot flat on the ground and then just mm-hmm. cross, put your ankle on your opposite knee mm-hmm. and then just hold your ankle and pull it towards you. You'll feel your hip. You'll feel yeah. everything be tightened. Even like part of your butt will be tight and stretching out. Mm. So you're sitting there working at the computer with your leg crossed across your knee and mm-hmm. it's funny because you'll start to lean in naturally into the right stretch for your body isn't that interesting yeah try it i'm going to make you do it right now we're going to do it i, I can't because i can't reach the floor on this because <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, it's funny rob and i are a foot apart in height mm-hmm. i'm four foot eight inches tall Yep, and I'm five. So I'm on a stool right now, and I can't reach the floor. (laughs) Okay, now we don't want you wiping out. um, No, I can't do it right now. But I intend to do it. I have, I actually have an ottoman, a little hassock, um, that I sometimes will use because it's like a children's chair, and I can sit on the floor and. or sit and have my feet on the floor. Yeah, at work, I I mean, the workplaces are trying to be very ergonomic and whatnot, but I have two different footstools that I have at work. I have a pillow that keeps me propped up in in behind. Um, I have a, it's a memory foam chair that I have. I have my keyboard, two different keyboards in two different places. But if I'm in the conference room, I have a higher stool because those conference chairs in the conference room are very very hard and if you got a two-hour conference um all of a sudden I feel it in my back and um that sciatic nerve just gets gets cramped up in there so I I must look ridiculous but I'm I carry my little footstools everywhere all over the building and (laughs) but you got to do something for yourself as we were saying before and I'm not going to sit in a conference room for two hours and then have a, a day and a half that I can't stand up straight because my sciatica is kicking in right I mean, it's just that simple. I mean, we're here yep. to do a job, but, you know, if you can't walk out of the office building, yeah, <laughs> yeah. worth of work. And I have had times, yeah, I have had times, or you know, like cooking Thanksgiving dinner and doing all the preparations. I have a stool in the kitchen and um, I drag that around and I will sit instead of stand at doing chopping my onions or whatever. So, yeah, you, you know, it's little things that just take a moment, doesn't detract from what you got to do. Um, but taking care um, 
physically, it, in, you know, we, I think we do focus on our internal health. We focus on our diet. We focus on our nutrients. We focus on those kinds of things, and we try to get the sleep, and we try to get the exercise, but we don't always remember posture. We don't always remember um, that that part of our health. And there again, whether it's having a half an hour to go to a yoga class or taking a few minutes like you tying your knees together and laying on the floor, those are things we've got to do for ourselves. Right. Or, you know, I like to do a lot of Pilates. Now I don't have Pilates. Yeah. I don't have a Pilates machine. But yeah. you know, I have some of the stuff, you know, I can use one of the kids' soccer balls for my mm-hmm. Pilates ball. Yeah. It doesn't have to be perfect. But, you know, you can go to YouTube and look up any of these workouts and do mm. them gently you know, yourself. Now, of course, you know, you know, be smart, you know, check out with your doctor if you haven't done exercise in like, of course, years, but you know, be smart about it. But there's, you can make baby steps. You can take yeah. steps to increase your quality of life. And you know, you're the only one who can do it. Yes. Yes. What, no matter what, yet you're the one who has to do it. And then you feel better. Oxygenation does an amazing thing to your brain. It makes you think better. It makes you think clearly. And if you have just had one or two moves, you don't have to do a whole routine. But those few moves are going to make you think better, more clearly, more accurate, more sharp. Oh, God, don't we need that every day? Right. And that's why I usually start out myself with, you know, like today's show is called yoga, meditation, and yum. I do those things. I make sure I'm putting some yum food in my body to me, yum, healthy. Yeah. So if I'm going to take my vitamins, if I'm going to take, you know, a green juice or something like that, I will do that in the morning because I feel like I'm starting off my day with the optimum that I can do for my body. So you know, a five-minute meditation is no big deal. You can do it on the toilet. You can do it in the shower. You can do it brushing your teeth. You know, mm-hmm. nobody's saying you have to sit down on a cushion, light a candle, and play a gong. You know, it's mm-hmm. just that little bit of five minutes, set it on the phone, and just, yep. you know, quiet your mind. And for meditation, pick a couple couple moves in the morning. You know, find them. You can look at, you know, yoga for whatever you have. If you have stiff hips, if you have a poor back, whatever, go to Pinterest. There's mm-hmm. all sorts of charts and just pick one little pose that you can do or look at an assisted pose. Usually most of them will give you options. Mm-hmm. Try it. Try one a morning. Love it. Yep. Um, so there we go. Yeah. We'll again next week with yoga, meditation, and yum for today. And uh, next week we have uh, the best e-readers for kids. How fun is that going to be? Oh my gosh. I can't wait for that. That's yeah, going to be I great. Got about 12 of them. So Good. <laughs> the pros and cons of each one. Love it. Thanks, Sam. Okay. Have a great week. We'll be back again next week. Thanks for spending time with us today on Military Mom Talk Radio. We've got more than 200 episodes available to you anytime on iTunes or at our website, MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com. Find us on Facebook or Twitter. We look forward to another great conversation with you on Military Mom Talk Radio.